0: live from parts unknown you're listening to simon miller's pro wrestling podcast the only wrestling podcast on the planet we think sit back relax prepare for positivity to run through your veins as simon miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio
1: it is miller time
0: hello and welcome to Simon Miller's pro wrestling podcast my name is simon miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast, if you've never listened before. Hopefully, that kind of just gives you an idea of everything you're about to get involved with. Now, we do have two episodes a week. I always like to pimp out the Wednesday episode before I start the Friday episode. It's up now. It's on iTunes. It's on Google, whatever the hell they do with podcasts. Also, though, my main point is you can go watch it live on. If you tune into my YouTube channel, youtube.com for. that's the Miller Report rules every Wednesday, around about two o'clock, you can watch it live. So I'd employ you to do that. And also, all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316 Ian, if you can give me a dollar. It helps me no end. And because of that, I like to try and give something back. And that's why we get Patreons on the second episode of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm very happy to say that my man Pete is joining me. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, as we talked about before we started, you know, Christmas, the holiday season is coming, which means people get time yeah. off work. Hilariously though, wrestling don't stop. Raw is right, on. Right. R- Raw is on Christmas Day this year, <laughs> <laughs> and as far as I can see, it's just going to be another. I mean, I, 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 there was an article the other day actually. I only read it uh, briefly, but I don't know whether you see anything different. It just seems like they're doing another episode of Raw. Like, there's yeah, going to be no difference. they'll probably
1: have some Christmas trees and Santa oh. getting beat up or run over like they have in the past. But yeah,
0: so, <laughs> it's as usual, I think. Yeah, it it's so true. And a lot of people have sent me messages. I think they must have put out a press release or something just letting people know that it's happening. They've got a few people messaging me on Twitter saying, Miller, are you, uh, are you going to do an ups and downs? I'm like, of course I am. The train don't stop. I, <laughs> I, I, I took a solemn oath to watch wrestling so you don't have to. And even if that means getting up early on Christmas Day, damn it, that is what I'm going to do. Anyway, we've got that out of the way. We've talked about Christmas. Dude, let's start where we always start, because before we start talking about more topical and up-to-date things, we've got to understand where you come from, your history, why you love wrestling so much. So let me know, when did you start watching it? Why did you start watching it? And, you know, what's the current lay of the land when it comes to WWE? Or maybe, as we find out sometimes, not WWE at all. It could be an independent promotion. It could be New Japan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm old. um, So I started watching (laughs) in the sort of mid to late 80s. Um, and it was purely just because I had a friend who lived around the corner um, and their next-door neighbor just had wrestling tapes of stuff that they'd, they'd taped from wherever they got it. I don't know where they got it back then. But, um, yeah, he used to borrow these videos and we used to just sit down and watch random WrestleManias and Summer Slimes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it grew from there, really. Um, I only really watched it around his house. Um, but then I'd sort of buy the magazines and all that sort of stuff. And when I really sort of solidly followed it, was uh, around WrestleMania 7 I've been watching sort of a lot prior to that but that was when it really I think took its its hooks into me and I, I just didn't stop then um, I was like collecting the toys and buying the magazines and playing the games and just watching it as much as I can um, and we didn't have Sky or anything like that so it was literally I was at the mercy of friends who did and just go around their house and Yeah, watching it as much as I could. What do you think Um, it was?
0: What do you think it was that grasped you? I mean, no one ever knows, but I still like to throw it out there because I don't know either. People say, oh, Miller, what got you into it? I was like, well, I was a kid, you know, there were people wearing spangly tights, as stupid as that may have sounded. And I guess I just thought, well, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was. I mean, especially back then, it was so bright and colourful and just absolutely insane i mean the, the guys that i instantly got sort of drawn to and my favorites as a kid were the ultimate warrior and the rockers yeah. and whether that's just because they've got really similar sounding music i don't know okay. but <laughs> that they, they were my guys and you know as as you grow older you kind of go away from the ultimate warriors and go more towards the the wrestlers but you know i was a fan of the rockers so Shawn michaels has been my favorite ever since those early days but i know I, I couldn't tell you what it was that <laughs> sort of wooed me, really.
0: I think the Ultimate Warrior is an interesting one. We don't talk about him a lot here, actually. He doesn't really come up just because it's not usually a name that people bring up. But yeah, yeah I, I was more of an Ultimate Warrior guy when I, than a Hulk Hogan guy when I was young. Oh, yeah. I, and I think it was, you know, I understand the, the appeal of Hulk Hogan, of course. I mean, it's different these days, but, you know, yeah. you've you got to take things in the context that they're given to you. And yes. really, yeah, when you're a child and a guy that looks like a superhero just legs it, to the ring, you know, <laughs> exactly. goes goes crazy on the ropes. Like when you're a child, you don't go, Well, he's clearly out of breath. Or you don't go, Well, his work <laughs> rate sucks. Yeah. You're just like he's kicking people's ass, he's throwing them around, he looks amazing, and he does. Like, no matter what you think about the big guy versus the not big guy, whatever, the Ultimate Warrior looked like he looked amazing. Like he did, he looked yeah. like he'd just fallen out of a comic book. And I don't like I don't I know a few of my mates' kids that watch it now and I don't know whether they'd respond the same to that. I think they would, but you just don't really get that character anymore. So it's difficult no. to to see how they respond.
1: Yeah, no, that that's that's very true. I mean, yeah, when you're a kid and you see him just squash someone in seconds, just throwing them around and hitting them hard because he he did hit people hard. He didn't mean to, but he did. <laughs> and it was like that's just incredible. And he he looks like a crazy man. Um, so yeah, I, I can totally see why sort of young Pete was totally drawn to him. No, I agree with you, man. I, I totally agree. It's um, and I, I
0: get that. I, I think you know it's different. I understand. Again, we talked about context. Yes, the Ultimate War these days has a lot of controversial things that he said and he's done. And but you know, taking it out of it, again, when you're an eight year old, you're eight year old. You you don't know that, so you get into it. Uh characters like that win you over. Also, mm-hmm. just you know, the a similarity between the Rockers and the Ultimate Warriors they both love tassels. So exactly. Maybe you yeah. just loved multicoloured tassels. Maybe it's that was your queen. thing. Never <laughs> thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. That's <laughs> why you come on the show, man, to get this kind of in-depth <laughs> thinking. Um do you take a break at all? Or do you No be, uh, I, Right? So you're right, this I mean, is good. I am hoping you're gonna say that.
1: Exactly, because you know, obviously um, I listen to the, the podcast a lot and a lot of guys and girls they do sort of fall out of love with it for a bit but no it's never quite been like that with me I've always followed it as much as I could um I mean we eventually got Sky uh when I lived at mum and dad's when I was a bit older Uh, but up till that point uh, my aunt and uncle they had Sky so they would tape the big shows for me and post them over to me on video and I'd watch them that way and and I'd buy the tapes with my pocket money and all that sort of stuff but no I, I never really fell out of love with it but it was never this sort of Big thing I mean I had this group of friends as we got older we we're sort of moving more towards sort of the mid-90s and we all like wrestling but because we never spoke about it to each other none of us knew <laughs> and just one day it just must have come up it was like oh you like wrestling as well and we'd known each other for years and years and we we're like oh you like wrestling as well and that's when it became sort of a really good group thing it was just my little my little bubble on my own for a, a long time and then, yeah, when the Attitude Era started, we'd go around my friends every Saturday night. He'd have raw taped, and we'd all sit around and watch it and eat junk food. And you know, it was just the best. Yeah, but I've I've never not watched. It's just been been a constant in my life ever since I was young.
0: I think the group thing is something that goes under the radar as well. If you've got people, and that's honestly that's why you get so. This is my you know opinion anyway. That's why I think you get so many. Um, people these days that say they hate it, but they keep watching because they can go on Twitter, they can go on Reddit, they can, you know, talk to random people they've never spoken to before. And it's actually that side that they enjoy more and and I think people forget that like you know moaning about wrestling is a pastime in itself (laughs) Uh, you know as I think most people that listen to this know I try and look on the more positive side of things just my character just my nature Mm. but I can completely understand and appreciate that again if you have that community vibe no matter what that community vibe will be you stay into it I know people that like wrestling just because they want to enjoy the video game every year you know they like playing the game online with their mates but it's good to have an understanding of the current product so they just yeah they stay up that's why they do it they stay up they don't mind the TV but they watch YouTube Maybe they watch ups and downs, you know. Maybe they go on social media to get that thing. But because they can talk about it with their mates and they can moan and they can laugh, that's a reason to watch it. And I do think that, I do think wrestling is weird. Once it, if you understand it and once it gets you, it's very hard to move away from it entirely. And, that And I think that's I think that's it. I think usually the people that go on breaks, a lot of people have said it on this show, is they say, well, I didn't really have anyone to talk about it, or my mates stopped yeah. watching, so I did. So if you had those people around you, it makes perfect sense to, you know, why, 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 why wouldn't you stay with it?
1: I think so. And then, I mean, because of that group of friends as well, we all had sort of different things we were really into, different wrestlers, different promotions, and that's when we learned about ECW, and we sort of watched a bit of WCW, and we were getting sort of Japanese tapes and all that sort of stuff, and it it was really cool just to experience all these new things. I mean, a lot of us found ECW together um, at the time when it was still running. And it was like, this is insane. This is so different to anything we're used to watching. So it was cool. It was it was really nice to sort of learn wrestling all together and and just find all these different styles and different wrestlers that you might not have heard of. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cool. What did you think of WCW then?
0: I mean, we may as well talk about it because it that, that ties into our our conversation, right? Or at least the conversation that's going on at the moment. A lot of people have watched raw Mm. over the last couple of weeks, specifically the one on Monday. And they said, (laughs) and they said it was so bad. It felt very reminiscent of WCW. Now, I don't don't think it was that bad. If you go and watch some of the dying days of WCW, it is awful. I know they broke the fourth wall with the Seth Rollins stuff. But the Mm -hmm. difference difference for me was, in 2018, A, a lot more people are going to understand it than 1999, 2000, 2001. And also, it didn't take over the whole show. When you watch the death of WCW, as they say, those kind of episodes, it is atrocious. not Not only are they talking about booking meetings and... You know, I was meant to Kevin Ash did it once. He said something like, I was meant to be fighting X, but they made me fight Y, and I'm not gonna do the yeah. job. Then you're like, What like if you don't know the insider terms and you don't know sort of the dirt sheets we'll call it, I hate that term, but you don't know them, what do you do? What do you like? I, mean, I think everything Seth Rollins was saying was at least you could tie into the story because and I'm not, I'm not trying to defend this, so people get mad at me, but I just <laughs> there is a spin to it because you know the, the roster is misused, and he mm-hmm. had evidence with that by saying, "Look at the revival; they're taking part in stupid matchups." Yeah, you know that that can be something within the the confines of the story. Brock Lesnar never turns up, so that makes sense, and so on and so forth. But you know, I mean. <sighs> What do you remember basically? What do you remember of WCW compared to to what we've got now? Because I think a lot of people, and this isn't a slight on anyone, it's just a generational thing. It's not your fault if you weren't born then. Yeah, I think people that actually were born and could experience it, I would like to think most of us go, Well, it wasn't that
1: bad. Yeah, um, it was always number two. Um, it, it was never like the promotion we would rush out and watch, but yeah, I mean, I've got fond memories of WCW. Um, I mean, I used that was what I used to watch sort of more than wwf when i was younger because we didn't have sky tv which wwf was on but they used to have wcw on itv late at night and my, my dad would tape that and that's where i'd sort of have a an influx of wrestling to watch that i didn't have to go around other people's houses to see so yeah i mean wcw's got some really fond memories and some great times for me i mean some of the my favorite wrestlers have done some good stuff there um but yeah i mean i i get the comparisons people are are not enjoying the the wwe project product as it is today but like you say i don't think it's dying days of wcw bad because that was just Insane,
0: <laughs> H- hilarious too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, of like, course. Yeah. If, if you do watch it now, some of the stuff they do. In fact, I did a video literally before we sat down to have this conversation. Uh, it was the, um, oh, I was the TLC prediction video, which will be up on What Culture soon, I'm sure. And I had this moment in one of my bizarre tangents when I remembered at one point Vince, R- Vince Russo booked a Viagra on a pole match. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my point was, is I couldn't remember how pole matches work. I couldn't remember if you actually grab something off the pole and that counts as the end of the the match or if you have to use the thing on the pole and that counts as the end of the match and i thought well i hope it's not that one but were...
1: <laughs> I, I guess it depends on the item you're going <laughs> yeah, for <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. if there if there is some viagra it's like i don't want to see that on my like, yeah that's, too that's, much that's for me. finish you
1: want no,
0: so and don't forget the Judy Bagwells on a pole as
1: well.
0: Yeah, she was. Yeah, and I, I, I talk about Judy Bagwell Back- on a forklift. Technically, I yeah. talk about that a lot, and I get I do get tweets going. That's not true. I'm like, bro, man, Google, <laughs> go, Google's really? your friend. Like that happened. Yeah. That happened. I always wanted to know, because Buff Bagwell won. I can't remember who he was fighting now. Uh, it won't come to me. But I always wanted to know what if the opponent had won. What he gets, yeah. Ju- he gets Judy Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so moving into the modern day, because obviously this is good. You've got a great foundation. You've been watching for years, never yeah. taken time off. So you've been through the good and the bad. Like we all know, the pre-John Cena eras, and you know, once John Cena had kind of peaked and fallen off a bit. Yeah, it was a bit of a lull. And now lots of people, again, you know, talking devil's advocate and talking about what a lot of the public say, they think we've entered a new lull here. You know, obviously the the Raw rating the other day was the worst ever. Uh, I haven't seen the SmackDown The SmackDown rating is probably out now as we record this. So I imagine, I'm going to say that it's probably not what WWE would have hoped for. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as fans, we don't actually have to worry about the rating too much. It doesn't affect us on an entertainment level. But what do you think about it in general? I mean, do you try and watch five hours of SmackDown Uh, Well, how do you you, Um, consume it in 2018, basically? I mean, I I keep
1: up. Um, I will sort of uh, look at the results. I will watch bits and pieces on YouTube. If a a match really grabs me, I'll make an effort to watch it. But I can't, I just don't have the time um, to sit down and watch absolutely everything that WWE puts out. So it's, I I, I pick my fights, I think, uh, with it. And uh, I I check out the rest as I want to check out. Um, I probably invest more time in New Japan these days than I do WWE, if I'm honest. Um, That product just speaks to me better these days. I I get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Um, But yeah, there's still plenty of things that WWE do that I love. I'll try and keep up at least NXT if I can, just because there's so many guys and girls in that promotion or that sort of side promotion that I really, really like. Um, And I always sort of dread them. Being brought up to the main roster these days because it's just like, oh, are they going to get used? Are they not? It's, it's, it's a real gamble these days. But um, yeah, I'll I'll watch what I can and what I want to watch. I'll tend to watch all the big pay per views. We still get together as a group of friends and watch Summer Slams and WrestleManias and the Rumbles and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'll generally watch the sort of lower pay per views like TLC coming up on my own. But yeah, I'll, I'll keep up with the big shows and and watch what looks good of the the other bits.
0: No, I think that goes to show, man. You mentioned the community thing again. I really, really just want to double down on that. It's so true. You've got a group of friends that you can, again, you're treating it like a social event. And I think exactly. that's how wrestling should be watched. Yeah. Um, you mentioned New Japan too. Like, you know, that is, I think you mentioned the promotions that everybody mentions, uh, you know, in our kind of age demographic. And yeah. People are sort of five, six years lower as well. You know, they mostly say, I keep up with WWE, but I watch NXT. I watch New Japan. Um, what? I mean, I think I know the reason, but it's still good to hear it from the horse's mouth. What is it? i mean i would i'm gonna guess i'm gonna go out on a limb and you can tell me where i'm right and wrong but i think mostly it's because people a is presented as a sport new japan yeah. which nxt is as well um you know I've just, again i don't mean to keep pimping my stuff out but it just happens to be things i've been thought thinking about today i've done an ups and downs for nxt in 2018 and i think the reason i think the, the reason i bring it up is because i think nxt and new japan are so similar because they do things like what's the most important thing in either promotion the titles exactly you know, yeah. everybody in it is fighting for a title and every title means something and Because of that, it doesn't matter. The stories, like, don't get me wrong. Stories and narrative and pro wrestling are essential. Without them, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. watch. However, the main story that's always there is everybody here wants to win a championship, and they're going after their specific championships. And if they're not, they're trying to get themselves into a place where they can go after a championship.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and
0: I think that's why people like you and I, uh, or let's say long-term wrestling fans, who want to. I don't think WWE is patronising, but I would say it's more patronising than companies like that, which is why we go out of our way to watch it, because we're like, oh, man, this doesn't talk down to me. I'm just presented a product as if it was real, and I can just accept it for what it is.
1: Yeah, I think it's very easy as well to look at what the main WWE shows do um, with all their sort of storylines and their angles. And, you know, sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss, maybe more they miss. But because there's just so much they're putting out, it's going to look like it misses more because... There's just more content they need to fill. So it's a bit more obvious when all the bad stuff happens. You're like, oh, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that. But then you're sitting through three hours of Raw and you're going to see stuff you don't like, but you're going to see stuff you do like. Whereas things like NXT, it's an hour every week. So they maybe haven't got time to fill it with padding, maybe. I Mm. don't know if that's the right word. Um, But in the same with New Japan, they have what they want to do. They have their tournaments and it's all just laid out so nicely, but maybe not to the the extent that WWE have all this time to fill. Um, So they they don't have time to maybe mess up as much. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I think that's fair because how do you watch New Japan? Because they don't have a weekly TV show. They don't don't have a Raw. You basically, you can keep up to date with the events they're doing, but really they go from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. We'll call them pay-per-views, but you know what I mean. And and in between they are doing house shows that may have a certain meaning or a certain importance to them, but not really is is, is the way you can put it. So that, that is a plus, but again, a lot of people... And again, it's a fair criticism, but a lot of people go, well, if they had that, it wouldn't be as good. That could be true. In fact, I hmm. think it probably would be true, but maybe that's why they don't do it. Like that's, yeah, maybe, that's, yeah. that's that, it's it's the, the worst argument I've ever heard. I love the Batman I'm going on a tangent here. I love the Batman games, the Rockstudy games, Arkham, oh, yeah. Asylum, Dark Knight, no, whatever they're called, I don't care. Um, and people used to go to me, yeah, but Miller, they wouldn't be that good if Batman weren't in it. But he's in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <but> he is. <laughs> he's, he's there. I can see him. So while there may you may be right, it's pointless. And I think that's the same thing with New Japan. They don't have those shows. And if it's a crutch that they don't have to be, you know, pulled down with, and they can make the most out of their minutes, it works, right? I mean, I think the real question is with the format that they have. Obviously, they've got you. Do you do you subscribe to New Japan World?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. So they've got you. Right. You're in. You're yeah, you're, exactly. you're a fan. Yeah. But. I mean, my question to you is basically a bit of a one that you can't answer, but I still think it's interesting to talk about. They're trying to expand. What can they do? I'm not. I don't think any company can actually take a piece of the pie out of, of WWE. But from you, as a wrestling fan who has been loyal and dedicated for a long time, what does New Japan have to do to ensure that they can get more people like you on board? Because there's loads of people out like you out there that you know aren't watching Raw. They're not watching SmackDown. They're mm. consuming all their media through uh, their, all their sorry in, uh, results through social media, but they still want a product they can be dedicated to. Again, lots of people have gone to NXT. But how? That's still WWE. So, what does a New Japan have to do to kind of, you know, well, yeah, take a bigger piece of the pie? To repeat myself,
1: I mean, I think I think they're doing a lot right um, in that aspect at the moment. They're obviously trying to expand uh, into America and even over here with like the affiliation with Ref Pro. Um, so they're bringing some of their big names across. I mean, I just saw a wrestle wrestled um, just a few months back in Milton Keynes, and you know, the, the thought of seeing that is just awesome but a lot of people go and i had friends that went to that show with me the ref pro new japan show because they wanted to see the bullet club guys that they had i mean it was only uh, ishimori and uh i can't remember who else was there it was only a couple of them Yeah, um, like none of the bucks weren't there cody wasn't there kenny wasn't there but i think by having these names like the bucks and cody and kenny omega who do do stuff for other promotions that they they might see and they might hear about I think having those guys on board is a, is a real bonus. And if they do lose them, which, you know, is rumoured, we don't know. Um, I don't know if it will necessarily hurt them, but it it might knock them a little bit. Um, but, th- I mean, they've said that before about New Japan. When AJ left, when Nakamura left, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone was like, oh, no, they're, they're not going to be able to recover from that. And look at them now. They're probably, you know... Riding higher than they they have, there's some really good stuff going on with them. But I think they just need to keep pushing their guys out there and having these links with other promotions all around the world is is a big bonus for them.
0: Do you, what do you think that the, the uh, we'll call them we'll call them the elite? You know Cody Rhodes, yeah. Kenny Omega. What do you think? Uh, two questions. What do you think they're gonna do? And what do you? What would you like to see them do? Because I do think that's different. Like, if you don't know, um, the, uh, Bruce, the Bruce Pritchard podcast was over in the UK recently. And they, they had Cody Rhodes. Cause I think he's over here doing some shows as well. I, I don't know. But right. he said that apparently, and again, you know, take everything that wrestlers say with a pinch of salt. They're, you know, they're the masters of you know, um, spinning their own narrative, which they should do. I like being worked. That's why I watch wrestling. Um, he said that he was recently offered something by WWE and he turned it right. down. Yeah. Now that could be true, it could be not true, but I would imagine that it is. I can't see Kenny Omega going to WWE just yet. I can in the future, but I think he's still got too much to prove outside of those walls. So what do you want to see them do? As you said, let's assume that in 2019, we're going to see them lessen New Japan as a whole, and we're going Mm -hmm. to see them, obviously, barely at all in Ring of Honor, it sounds like. Yeah. Do you want All Elite Wrestling? Do you want them to kind of come up with a new thing? I mean, because the thing is, there's no point in them just doing it for the sake of doing something. uh, They have an incredible fan base, don't get me wrong, but they're going to need to expand that. They're going to need to get sort of the all-in fan base that was there. Every single one of those people invested on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of just stole everything there. But what, what do you, what do you want to see them do?
1: Um, I mean, going to WWE these days, I don't think is considered sort of the be-all and end-all. There's, I mean, the elite guys, they they don't necessarily need WWE as much as WWE might need them. Um, so I think if they did stay in New Japan, then that would be great for New Japan. Um, I think that can only benefit them um, if they do do this new promotion could be interesting. Um, I know firsthand that setting up a wrestling promotion isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. But then, you know, they've got name value. They're they're the guys that people want to see. So I I don't know. I don't think going to WWE is maybe right for them at this time. Um, I think they've got probably more to lose by going there than they have to gain at the moment. Um, But that's not to say they shouldn't lay it down the line um but yeah it's it's interesting i don't know it's it's a very interesting time as far as those guys go um because they've kind of got the wrestling world in the palm of their hand at the moment and i think they're calling a lot of the shots of what they can do and what they can get away with so it's going to be interesting yeah i don't really know where they're going to end up um yeah i I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's cool though man right Best, yeah, thing, exactly, Best yeah. thing in
0: wrestling is when you don't know. Again, just to re-pimp, oh, I've, I've already re-pimped. There's a couple of matches on TLC that, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, there's a couple of matches on there that I don't know what's going to happen, and that is why I'm excited about it. Yeah, like, I, I don't 100 know, or at least WWE's got me enough where I'm like, eh. And as soon as you make me make that noise, I'm like, okay, this is going to be brilliant because yeah. if I can sit through anything, you know, you get. I think you get two things in wrestling. You get the the easy predictions that are easy to predict because it's what should happen and it's what you want to see happen. Mm. But they also somehow manage to put themselves in a situation where they do get you and that's what i love wrestling the most now i was gonna talk about this later but look segues are what what podcasts are all about you mentioned how you know firsthand how hard it is to set up a wrestling promotion yeah Uh, i want to know more about this now all i know is that obviously you know i always talk to everyone before they come on the podcast and we have a chat so i know via a sentence that pete Pete, uh tried to set up a wrestling promotion once man give me all the details dude because i think this could be fascinating and also before we even get there more you know fair play to you for even giving it a go man i think that's incredible
1: yeah i mean um it was again it was my group of mates that we used to go around my friend sid's house and we used to watch raw and smackdown and all that sort of stuff and just one day we're like oh wouldn't it be great to do this and like just give it a try and this was uh sort of early 2000s and there wasn't like the uk scene quite like there is now um so we sort of looked around and there wasn't really anywhere to go that we could find at the time to to learn so we we're like oh well well, maybe we can't do it and then it was like literally a couple of weeks later we went around my friend's house and he goes look what's in the back garden one of our other friends had just built this ring out of <laughs> bits and pieces As you like do. that is insane and it was you know it's the hardest thing you know how uh, horrible bumping can be but bumping yes. on this ring was was not fun there was no giving it uh but we sort of went oh well let's just muck around and pretend to be wrestlers so we formed uh what was called the bawa at the time the bloody awful wrestling alliance um gave ourselves all these silly gimmicks i mean i was latino pete um that's brilliant that's brilliant a uh, shout out to that latino pete that's brilliant <laughs> uh and we had all manner of uh, wacky gimmicks and and fun and we just uh taught ourselves obviously we'd been watching wrestling forever so we uh don't do this at home kids it's, it's not wise but we taught ourselves and beat each other up and it got to the point where other friends were coming over and going, it's true, you've got a wrestling ring in your back garden. And my friend was like, yeah, of course, come and have a watch. We'll put a little show on for you. And it got to the point where people were going, you guys aren't actually bad. You you could probably charge people to watch this. I'm like, yeah, but it's in a back garden in a ring we've built out of what was lying around. <laughs> um, but then we sort of started believing our own hype a little bit. Um, which you've got to do. If you're going to be a wrestler, you've got to start believing your own If you own don't
0: hype. believe in yourself, man, how can anybody else?
1: Exactly. So we were like, oh, okay, let's, let's look into how much a, a real ring would cost and how much it would cost to book some halls and all this sort of stuff. And we didn't have the money. We would just looking around and then someone suggested going to our local council to see if they'd give us a grant so we tried that and they're like no that's insane um (laughs) and they were like well how about how about the national lottery if we put something together we get it all set up properly um and we say like we we think it'd be good for kids to come and watch and families can come and watch these shows we put on and maybe we could set up a training school because there's nowhere for people to learn how to wrestle and we think we can help people do that if they so wish and we took we did we put all the homework in we sent the lottery and they gave us a grant that's amazing as man. mad as that sounds
0: no 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 dude that is hustle 101 yeah though. i respect that massively
1: <laughs> so yeah we got a twenty foot, 21 foot ring um imported from the state so same size as wwe's uh that was too big but you know we wanted to be the company with the biggest wrestling ring in the uk so we did that and we hired some halls in a, the local area and we yeah we just start putting on shows we started advertising if you want to get involved in this come and see us we'll do training school one week show the next week and so we help people get involved and it just built and built and built to the point where i think we did all right um we didn't look out of place um yeah it went on for i mean i i wrestled for about seven years until i got hurt and then I stopped. Uh, but the company still went on for a number of years. We changed it to the British All-Star Wrestling Alliance. Uh, so it sounded a little bit more professional. Uh, let's put that in. Um, but yeah, it got to the point where we were having guys like Colt Cabana on our shows and all that sort of stuff. So from this little thing that started as some mates mucking around in a back garden to having, you know, Ring of Honor guys on our shows was... Uh, pretty phenomenal yeah it was it was a good seven years
0: that's amazing man i mean there's like yeah. two questions one what on earth did you do to get yourself injured i mean as a man that knows all the bad
1: <laughs> oh it was ridiculous um so we were doing a show in um stratford stratford upon Avon, and it was our first ever show there and this show was just a disaster from start to finish um so on the way so we we went there in the morning set all up but as time was getting near showtime there'd been some hell's angels on the motorway decided to start shooting each other so that closed a lot of the roads around the area so people couldn't get there we're like oh no that's terrible this is our first show here and it's going to look awful Uh, and then sort of about an hour or so before uh showtime me and the guy was wrestling who was one of the other guys that set the company up with me so we'd wrestled countless times we're just kind of walking through our match um and i always used to do um a whip into the corner run in clothesline and come out with a bulldog every match i did that um and just as we were practicing i did that but i didn't quite unlock my hands quick enough and my elbow whacked off his head and i went oh that feels weird Pull my elbow pad down my elbow had sort of dislocated but not gone back in it rested on sort of the top part of my arm uh so that was kind of horrible um so yeah i got taken to hospital so i was off that show they had to rewrite the show and yeah it was it was a disaster of a show but yeah um i was because i'm i'm tall but i'm not sort of massively built so i was like the the high flyer guy um and after rehabbing for sort of eight nine months i went back and i just i didn't have the bottle i had before um and I had to have sort of time off work and stuff so I was like right I've got a I've got a step away from the the in-ring stuff and I did the whole commissioner thing for a while and still still involved but it was just a bit too hard so like, I, I can't do this how I want to but I'm, a, I'm around it all the time I need to just step away now and let the other guys take over but and, yeah
0: and you never wanted to go back never had the urge to uh, at one point sort of return
1: Always, <laughs> but you know, this was this was ten years ago. Now I'm I'm way past it now. I mean, we've still got a, a little promotion in our, our local town, which is actually run by some of the guys that we trained. So they sort of carried on the the thing when our promotion shut down. They set up their own one, and they've often asked me to go and do stuff for them. But now I think that ship has sailed for me now. But I, I look back on it on a lot of pride, and and it, it was one of the the best times I, I had with my friends, definitely.
0: Well, for starters, I think it's an incredible story. Genuinely. like It goes yeah. to show that if you put your mind to something, and actually, you know, put in the time, it will come off. Yeah. Uh, why, so why did it close? And it, I mean, look, the fact that, you know, something else rose out of its ashes kind of raises another question, but we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, when was the reason, obviously, you've already taken the step back, done the general yeah. manager thing for a while, but when, when did the line come?
1: well it was when sort of there was a core group of about 4 of us who were there from day 1 um obviously i i stopped due to my injury uh one of the other guys moved away uh one of the other guys was just a bit older than us he was getting really banged up so he kind of had to stop and we we all just sort of walked away from it and we did hand the sort of the keys over to one of the other guys um, who still wrestles today. He's really good. Um, Chris Walker. He's on the independent scene all over the, the UK at the minute. Doing really well.
0: I must know who he is. I must have seen uh, him. He's
1: in a tag team called the Magnums.
0: I've heard of them. I must have seen this guy without even realizing. Is it one of those yeah. things where you're just like, I can't keep up with everybody. <laughs> but sure, yeah. But I would, that's
1: amazing. Sorry, keep going. Um, so, yeah, we sort of handed the reins over to him. Um, and he did great things with the promote, promoting of the shows and stuff. He was one of the guys that got a lot of the the American talent over um, for some shows. But I think he wanted to more concentrate on just doing the in-ring stuff. He didn't want to be promoting shows and booking halls and all that sort of stuff. So he decided to just focus on his wrestling career, which is totally the right thing to do. He, he would be wasted not doing it. Um, and then it kind of just folded on it on its own really like the shows got more and more spread out when they were happening and yeah it, it just came time that it we, we weren't the the effort wasn't maybe going into promoting the co- the company as as it deserved so uh, it was time to put it to bed
0: well, I mean, dude, it's it's one of those things as well, though, where there's no shame in it at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, the fact that you had a really, really good run, you know, you exactly. took an idea that on paper you were like, "Well, this is ridiculous," but you turned it into something that worked. You also very astutely, and I know, I know what area you're talking about, and. I I don't like this whole phrase, oh, people don't know they're born. Well, it's not their fault. But yeah, back in the day, it was impossible to find a a wrestling school. Like, it really, really was. I remember I first wanted to try and train to be a wrestler when I was in university, found a bizarre website. Again, websites back then were all bizarre that insinuated that there wasn't in Manchester, went down there on the opening times. It was just a locked building. Like, that was the kind of, like, you know, toss of a coin uh, risks that you took. Uh, but yeah, you know the it is different now, so the fact that you you did that I think that I think that's amazing. so you have some students, obviously mm-hmm. what how do they revive the company?
1: I mean they've set up their own company altogether um it was a, a couple of three years after sort of the BAWA folded. They set up this little company just locally just because I think they missed it. They wanted to keep doing it um maybe not touring around the country to that sort of level, but they wanted to just keep it local and and still be involved in it so you know all power to them they they did their own thing and um set up their little company again it's not maybe running quite as much as it was originally i've been involved bits and pieces i've I've been sort of a little guest uh commissioner for the night on a, a show or two but um yeah I, I don't think they're doing as much as they did but I, I think they just wanted to still do it they just wanted they just had that itch to to carry it on so yeah all power to them What's it called uh i think it's the nbwa
0: the N, uh, N for Nancy. Yeah, yeah.
1: B, BWA. And uh, they, they do sort of shows just really locally around uh, the Oxfordshire area where we are. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite nice to see guys that you had a hand in training still doing stuff. That's that's quite, uh, quite nice. I mean, one of our referees uh, from the BAWA, he's um, done stuff for... Uh, WWE with the NXT UK stuff so he's like our success story um, none of our wrestlers really made it to the big leagues but he he did so yeah, that, who, who that was cool. that?
0: Who, who that man? he like,
1: uh, uh, goes by name Paz uh, but he's uh, he does lots of reffing all over the the uk hey, but hey, yeah he has
0: i think I, I know the name these names always come up in the circle you wouldn't forget well, him <laughs> well, yeah, well, i mean two things it's one as soon as i'm having my shoulder injury i'm going to get in touch with the mbwa now go look i know the guy that, that made all this possible so <laughs> <on your> show, <laughs> yeah. the other question i'm going to ask you and now i don't i'm asking this mostly because i know what people in the comments will ask so i am playing devil's advocate it doesn't actually come from my brain this comes from doing this for years and yeah. knowing what some people will say because i definitely am going to focus on this a lot when i come to tiling it up and whatnot what would you say to some people? Because this is a thing. I don't necessarily agree with this. Who would have said, you know, uh, there is this stigma in British wrestling that, oh, you just get loads of random trainers these days. No one knows what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Obviously, you've kind of proved that wrong by saying, well, no, you know, I kind of figured out the basics and, you know, I did what I, I, I could to, to pass that back on to other people. Um, so, yeah, what, what you, what, basically, what would you say to the cynics?
1: Um, I <laughs> mean, man, what it, is, you? it is a different world today. Um, there are especially the UK scene is kind of thriving at the moment. So there are lots of avenues for you to get involved. I mean, when we started doing all right, we obviously were self-taught, which is probably, you know, I know that's looked down on by a lot of people, but then we did get guys from companies like 4FW come in to help us. And we went to other promotions to just learn bits and pieces as as much as we could. We didn't just want to rest on our laurels and sort of go well we know what we're doing now we've got people paying to see us we always wanted to learn so yeah i mean if you don't have somewhere local try and find somewhere Um, i wouldn't necessarily recommend training yourself because you do get into bad habits and you are maybe doing things wrong um but yeah it's, it's a lot maybe easier to to find people that know what they're doing and will train you well these days um but yeah just just shop around just try and Find someone that can train you and don't just rely on one person to tell you what to do. I, I think get as much input from different companies and different people as you can.
0: And that, that, they are words of someone that knows what they're talking about. Because <laughs> But it's true. Every single person I've ever trained over says that that's the number one thing they say. You know, take on everything I'm telling you but make sure you go out and get advice from other people. But also, don't take this verbatim. Decide yeah. what works for you, what doesn't work for you. No. Take all these things, you know, take all these bits and pieces and turn it into, yeah, your own, um, your own thing. So yeah. that's fascinating, man. And you can tell you're smart with it too because you had a perfect answer for that question as well. Like you did go out, you did get people that quote-unquote knew what they were doing to mm. ensure that you continue to fail. Well, I think that's great, dude. I think that's absolutely awesome. and More power to you for getting that off the ground. Yeah, thank you. And it's probably one reason why you never stop watching wrestling too. If you're involved well, there exactly, in to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in to that to that degree, uh, why? And the cool thing about it is, is, you can never regret it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things when you look back, and even if you did get the pang, you can go, "Well, I did it. I did it. I yeah, absolutely exactly. smashed it. Like it's done. I could cross it off my list. No one can ever take that away from you. And you only regret the things that you don't do. So.
1: And what's brilliant about it is, like when people find out like maybe someone new starts at work or something they find out i used to do it they're like no you didn't no you didn't it's like oh here's a dvd of me wrestling in kidlington and yeah they're like oh my god right. <laughs> so yeah I've, I've you know i've I've got my matches or some of my matches on film and yeah it is cool to look back on it it's just a, a nice anecdote for for parties and whatnot
0: and for this podcast
1: exactly and i yeah. enjoyed
0: it so much i'm even going to call this title how do you start your own wrestling promotion so there you go that's <laughs> okay. how much i enjoyed it right i do want to talk about tlc obviously because it is the cool. thing that most people want to talk about again we'll talk about it kind of over the top uh, you can go back on wednesday i throw a little thing in there as well before we do though, i actually want to shift forward to wrestlemania 35 because two sort of mini bits of news came out i like to try and keep these podcasts as up to date as i possibly can um and it's basically about matches that could be on there triple h They say, apparently, you know, rumours, all that nonsense. It's still apparently scheduled to take on Batista, which is interesting. Obviously, right now, Triple H is out with a torn peck. I mean, mean, a torn peck, I mean, he did it, what, in November? Six months seems very, like a very, very quick turnaround. But hey, if John Cena can do it, why not? if anyone can do it. (laughs) Well, exactly. And the other one is that, and this is the more interesting one. I want to talk about them as a pairing, which I'll do in a second, but I'll just get it out there first. AJ Styles' is rumoured WWE opponent. Don't forget, at one point, the AJ Styles rumours that he was going to fight Brock Lesnar. Right. At WrestleMania 35. And again, we never know. People, I could make... Again, I said this the other day. I read... On some crazy website that apparently the plan at one point was for The Rock to come back, win the Royal Rumble, and take on Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Yeah,
1: I saw that. Yeah,
0: I don't believe that's true in any <laughs> sense of the imagination. <laughs> the Rock is so busy; there is no. I just can't see it. I think that was yeah. just the. But who? I could be wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. It just seemed a bit too too far fetched for me. But the mm. new rumor is that it's going to be AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Now, while when you first hear, well, I did anyway. I was like, well, Randy Orton, but then we never really got that feud properly. And I do remember saying to myself, "Hey, at one point." I would like to see Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. And what I do actually think works with it quite well when I gave myself some time to let it sit in AJ Styles is an actual baby face that works in 2018. People want mm. to cheer him, cheer him, and taking the RK out of the equation, Randy Orton is a pretty good, you know, asshole yeah, heel. So definitely. I actually don't think that's that bad. But what do you think? I mean, as WrestleMania 35 does shape up, I know we're miles away. A thousand things can change. But if we're getting Triple H versus Batista, which is your Legends match, and yep. we're getting matches like AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, I mean, is it good? Is it bad? Do you want to see it? Do you not want to see it? Do you have other ideas?
1: Uh, I think it's very easy to go, oh, Randy Orton, just because he's been around so long um, and he doesn't really have time off that often for injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, Randy Orton's good. There's a reason he's been around so long doing what he's doing. Um, Yeah, and and we haven't really had an AJ Randy program properly. So I'd be down for that. I I think they'd put on a really, really good match. I mean, um, Randy Orton and Seth Rollins a few years ago at WrestleMania had a hell of a match. Um and I think it'd be in a similar vein to that. So yeah, I'd be I'd be totally down with that one. What about Batista and Triple H? Because that, that divides people. I'm all for Triple H versus
0: Batista. Like, I like Triple H. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, no, also, I've,
1: I've got his logo tattooed on my calf. Do you
0: really? Yeah, we go. yeah. I knew, look, you and I, man, we're in sync. I could tell. Uh, <laughs> when, when did you get that
1: done? Uh, oh, long time. On one calf, I've got the, the Shawn Michaels dagger and snake. And on the other calf, <laughs> I've got uh, a Triple H skull with sledgehammers. I love it.
0: it, man. You're in. You're in for life, dude. There's, there's no going outside of it. Uh, but no, I like Batista, too. I actually think with hindsight, when you look back, on especially when i don't i don't know batista but when you kind of get an idea of what he's like through interviews and social media such a nice guy like yeah. I, don't, I don't see how you could be upset for him coming back he's just nice people are he's nice been
1: really keen to do this as well hasn't he i mean he's made no secret the fact he, he would like to come back and wrestle triple h i mean and if a wrestler wants to do a, a big match you know you, you think that's going to be something really good because they're passionate about it they want to do it Um, So yeah, again, I'd I'd love to see that they did good stuff in the past, um, and the storyline's already there, especially from the breakup of Evolution and then what they did recently. It's all the seeds are sown, so it's not like it's out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I think what some people forget about as well, and I'm not saying that people should think this way, but given that you know it's probably Batista's last match, he'll probably go into Mm. the Hall of Fame. I think he should get to choose the guy that he goes out with, and if. You know, he he honestly feels that Triple H had this incredible impact on his career. Then yeah, let yeah. him sign off, let him walk away, let him say goodbye to a business. Then from what I can tell, he genuinely really loves. Yeah, I just think that's a nice story all around. I don't, I don't I understand. So. Yeah, I don't understand what the problem is. I really don't get it.
1: No, I think people maybe do see it as old oh, Triple H is taking up another spot on WrestleMania, and but you know he's he's earned that. Um Yeah, and if like say if Batista has picked Triple H his opponent, go for it. Yeah. Um, I, I'd, be, I'd be well up for that.
0: We've got to throw this, I forgot, I just realised this as well. The other rumour, of course, is WrestleMania 35 main event can be one of two at the moment. If Triple H gets his way, it'll be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship with Seth Rollins winning. And if McMahon gets his way, Braun Strowman will win the belt at the Rumble and then he'll take on Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania okay. where Drew McIntyre will win. Now, I personally lean towards the former, just because mm. I much rather Seth Rollins wins the belt and then he goes into a feud with Drew. I think yeah. Drew versus Seth, because he's just such a good heel and face dynamic. But that does mean Brock Lesnar holds onto the belt until April, which some people don't want. But yeah, pick one, basically. Pick a path.
1: Oh, goodness me. Uh, yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Um, Drew is just incredible. He's one of the guys I just love watching at the moment. He His time away has just done him so much good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and there's not necessarily you don't have to to rush him to WrestleMania to have the belt. I I think Braun versus Drew could still happen. It it doesn't need a, a title in the mix. Um, but yeah, Seth taking the belt and feuding with Drew. I'd quite happily watch that for an extended uh, program. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I I, quite like 2019, the way it's shaping up. You know, push through McIntyre, Seth Rollins maybe becomes the man, finally draw a line under Brock Lesnar. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I, I don't mind it at all. Right, let's do, let's do TLC quickly. Again, I, I did my quick reactions on uh wednesday again my, my reactions uh, my, my reactions my predictions my predictions will also be up on what culture at some point probably by the time you listen to this they'll be up but look it's, there's no point doing a podcast two days before tlc happens and not talking about it <laughs> and True. also it's good to get other people's opinions man like I, I genuinely think they're even the matches that i actually think are rubbish on paper uh it, it, it's the stipulations attached to them where I actually get quite interested. For example, the Fabulous Truth, R-Truth and I take it on Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Now, that's the Mixed Match Challenge finals, but don't forget, the winner of the Mixed Match Challenge gets to be the 30th entrant in both the yes. women and men's Royal Rumble. And the, the, the reason I find this crazy is because look, R-Truth, Camella, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox are unlikely to win the Royal Rumble. And if yeah. that's the case, then we've kind of taken number 30 and just thrown it out the window. And I don't know how I feel about that. We've kind of taken the magic key away from the number.
1: Yeah, I think the Mixed Max Challenge has been kind of cursed, hasn't it? Because I think they're the only two pairings now that were the same as when it started or well, everyone yeah. else has just
0: <laughs> injured got injured
1: all. and left and changed. So, I, yeah, I can kind of see why it's it's those two pairings in, in the final because they are the originals. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see our truth winning the Royal Rumble. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it could, but, yeah, it, it, like you say, it is a bit of a waste of the number 30 spot, but I guess they didn't maybe expect this when they made that announcement and they started the tournament they probably had much much different plans
0: i just don't, i'd rather our truth won at the jinder mahal
1: yeah I, I I, so. i'm
0: not i'm not trying to be horrible to jinder mahal i actually thought jinder mahal was put in a very tough spot and, oh yeah did, and did the best that he could with it at the same time i don't want to see him win the royal rumble <laughs> no
1: I mean, yeah, what was jinder going to do oh we're going to give you the wwe championship oh no thank you of course he's going to take it and, and take that that spot that was offered to him. Um, I think a lot of people were, were a bit hard on Jinder during his run.
0: I do. He did what he could. Like, exactly. You, you yeah. can't expect someone to be able to feel like a main eventer when seven days prior they were a jobber. Like Exactly. Just, yeah.
1: he, he hadn't got that build, had he? It was literally from nothing to everything.
0: <laughs> it was crazy. It well, absolutely crazy.
1: So, who who would you pick?
0: You picking r truth? Did you say? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah I think I, because I, him and him and Carmelo seem to have this chemistry, and people dig what they're doing. So, yeah, I, I think that's the yeah, the, yeah. the route to go.
0: Uh, I agree. I'm just gonna. This is in no particular order. I'm just gonna read through as I've got the list here. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose the IC Championship. I picked Dean Ambrose because I think as Dean and as uh, Dean Ambrose as Daniel Bryan has proved you can cement and justify a heel turn with a championship belt. It goes to show yeah. that, look, I, thank goodness I changed my character. Now I'm finally getting the rewards I don't feel like I had before.
1: Yeah, I, I think if Dean doesn't take it, it's kind of a waste of the whole turn. Um, maybe they haven't done the build quite as well as I hope they would. It's It's been a bit more cartoony than maybe i expected it to be i thought they were going to do some <laughs> real serious evil stuff with dean ambrose but it's not quite gone that way uh but yeah i think if you if you're going to push him as a heel going forward then yeah he needs to take that from seth
0: what do you think about all the roman reign stuff they like talking about it but i like to get other people's opinions i'm always intrigued yeah there's no, there's no right or wrong I'm,
1: really i'm not surprised um they, they've done stuff like this forever um i don't think it necessarily needs it uh but I, I'm not surprised they do this sort of thing. We've, we've seen it with Eddie in the past and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, maybe I'd like them to leave it. They, they've done that bit now. Okay, yeah, they've got the booze from bringing them up. But, yeah, move on from that I would if, if I was them.
0: I agree I agree. Oh, well, WWE. Braun yeah. Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Now, I completely, I bought into this whole idea that the reason we got a TLC match from Raw, ratings aside, didn't work, but they tried, uh, ratings aside was that, um, you know, they, they wanted to put, they wanted to make sure that they, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, you know, went, uh, gave or paid off this mm. whole build with Baron Corbin in a TLC match, which he lost because Braun Strowman's not actually up for a TLC match, which probably means he's going to walk out and absolutely destroy Baron Corbin in about a minute, but I think I'm all right with that. So,
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, obviously, they've been doing this thing with Heath Slater recently. I think if they'd maybe started that a little earlier, a few weeks prior, and they just had Corbin keep doing terrible, terrible things to Heath Slater, and then Corbin loses the match, then you could use Heath as the new GM. I think he'd be good in that role, like a little face GM. He could hire Rhino back and right all the wrongs. But um, yeah, I think they, that'd be a bit rushed now because they've only just started this Heath angle. Yeah. Um,
0: Imagine Braun Strowman loses. That's what I tell the people, that I think Baron yeah. Corbin's going to win. Are you telling me? I know he hasn't been away for a lot, but are you telling me you're going to just like, you know, put out Braun Strowman's comeback by having him lose to Baron Corbin? Like, exactly, like,
1: yeah. Especially after the uh, the loss to Brock um, at the Saudi show, you know, he Braun needs to come back strong and look dominant, and especially if he's going to be pushed to sort of that, main event place where he seemed to keep going and then falling back down but yeah he can't come back and do anything but just demolish Corbin in that one
0: agreed agreed uh Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax I'll let you take the floor with this one see how close your ideas match up to mine
1: yeah um, I mean obviously this stems from uh the punch heard around the world um (laughs) it's interesting that WWE have decided to run with it um again it's probably not surprising i think a lot of people thought oh, maybe she'll be punished maybe she'll be taken off the road for a bit but no ww have, have rolling with it and i think it's just going to be a uh, another person for ronda to beat mean, well, she's already beaten uh, nia jacks once already but i think she'll beat her and it'll just be another they've built nia Jax up fairly strong i guess uh since the, the nose breaking incident and it, it's another person for ronda to beat beat decisively and then she can just move on to whatever the next challenge is but I I can't see uh, Nia Jax taking the title I
0: don't think she has to either like I think the Becky Lynch feud can happen regardless of what else she does in the meantime yeah and also surely we've put Nia Jax and Tamina together because the tag team titles are on the way and Mm. she can just go win those straight away which means people forget about this all the same
1: yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, like, don't forget the Nia Jax only has this match because she won that Battle Royal at Evolution. And that's before all the Becky Lynch and the Charlotte and the craziness. Yeah, so yeah. You know, but yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree. uh Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Now, this is the one that gets me. Is this in the, what I'm calling the main event that gets me? Because I absolutely think that Daniel Bryan has to hold on to the title again to justify his heel turn. Mm-hmm. It kind of changes my mind now a little bit because I've seen that rumor about AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I'm like, okay. But. It, I wouldn't put it past WWE to make a switch and put it back on AJ Styles. Don't know why. Just one of those weird inklings that I've got. I mean, I would go with Daniel Bryan, but it's just yeah. a, just a little thing that I have.
1: This is it's, this hasn't got a stipulation on it, has it? Is no just straight a, down a the middle match. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I agree. I, I think Daniel Bryan's got to win this one. I mean, who would have thought after the way that Daniel Bryan was handled after his return that would be at this point where he's WWE champion? I just I, I thought he was just always going to be the. He's a good hand. He can put these guys over. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good to see him have a bit of a, a renewed push and a renewed focus. And this new character seems to be working. I mean, anyone else telling people, like having a go at people what they drive and what they eat and all that sort of stuff, it probably wouldn't work. But Daniel Bryan's just nailing it. It's just so good. Um and obviously AJ's just come off this big run with the title. So yeah, I, I think uh Brian Scott win doesn't have to be clean. Uh probably better if it wasn't um just to confirm that he is this piece of crap now. That will do anything to win he doesn't want to be the, the wrestling machine that he was he just wants to be champion so yeah i think brian winning by chicanery is uh, is good for me
0: it makes sense as well right he's a bad yeah, guy so. and he's an asshole he, bad guy like you,
1: yeah. it's
0: so easy to get out just kick him in the balls again like. and
1: he's been happy to admit it as well he's not going no i didn't cheat he's like no i did yeah i did that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i won i know so i'm gonna do it again
0: like yeah. it makes sense uh finn Balor versus drew mcintyre uh I, the way i phrased it was like this finn balor could be still ill he's been ill right if, if, yes. yeah. so he can he, the way i look at it is he they can either put him in a really short match with drew mcintyre uh, where drew mcintyre just kicks the shit out of him because it, they, they know he can't compete for more, more than 10 seconds or he's healthy and wwe will do exactly the same thing like that, that is,
1: yeah. to me yeah. it's
0: got squash match written all over it
1: yeah, it's a tough one to me because I really like Finn. But um, like I said, I'm really enjoying Drew since he's come back. Um, and I think this is more Drew's time now than it is Finn's time. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Drew went in. Drew looking dominant like he has done. Um, on Raw the past few weeks it's, it's going to be another one of those but it, it could be a good beating I mean Finn Balor is a great baby face he can, he can take a beating and, and make the other guy look good and still be sympathetic so I don't think it will necessarily hurt either one I mean Finn's not used to his potential anyway so it, it's not like they're wasting a push with Finn so Balor exactly. at the moment.
0: it makes no difference how sad yeah. is that uh, uh, Elias versus Bobby Lashley it's a ladder match with the guitar at the top of the yes. ladder now yeah. this, this is where my point came in when do you win the match? In a guitar match, do you win the match by getting the guitar or do you have to use the guitar? I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. Yeah,
1: I'm guessing this would be whoever gets a guitar can then use it as a weapon. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they need to explain. They won't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My point is, is that and I've said this and that now all the comments will be, you don't get the rules. I'd be like, no, I don't. (laughs) don't. But I I think if it is that you get the guitar to win, and that's usually what ladder matches are, right? Yes. It's that Bobby Lashley can get the guitar and win, because I can't see them booking Elias to go over Bobby Lashley. But then Elias can get the guitar and kick Bobby Lashley's ass so he wins the you yeah, know, I I look strong game. You know what I exactly. mean? Yeah. So and that way everybody that's what I can see, but I don't know the rules. I don't know what the flipping yeah. rules are. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, like I said, I think Lash is going to be the winner. Um I'm sure that uh, Leo Rush will do some excellent uh runnings and jumps and flips off ladders and things uh, I can't see him not getting involved. Um So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's it's not like a match I'm eagerly looking forward to him. I'm not overly high on Bobby Lashley I've never really clicked with him um, but Elias um, I enjoy I mean who saw that coming when he I got know, pulled right? yes, so I think true. he was written off right away but no he's he's one of the few that's come up from NXT and done a lot better than he did when he was there so yeah interesting one
0: which apparently Triple H predicted and if true okay. we should all be very confident in Triple H's ability to book wrestling yeah, shows because he yeah. clearly knows what he's doing uh, obviously we've got a tag team title match on Smackdown and therefore it's The Usos The New Day and The Bar because we don't have any other tag team teams on smackdown right. <laughs> i i say this with all the love in the world i don't care i don't mean i like, oh, don't care i mean like doesn't matter they're all great teams the, the tag team titles get thrown around to these just do what you want just yeah, do what you want
1: like doesn't matter just share them don't they now <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's what I, feel. I feel like they're already all the champions so it's like
1: yeah, very true yeah i i often forget out of who out of that, that little group is the the current tag champs and you've obviously got Gallows and Anderson just sat there going, "Hi guys, we're still here."
0: I made the exact same point. Give it to the Usos and put Gallows and Anderson back on TV. That's what yeah. I want.
1: That that is a waste. I, I don't get that one. No, I That's don't. That's such a shame.
0: SmackDown and tag teams, and who fucking knows what? Yeah, um, I've just realised as well that actually the Raw tag teams aren't even being defended. Let's not even worry about it. Uh, Natalia versus Ruby Wright in a tables match my yep. my simple yeah. reasoning with this is that natty has to win because you can't book all that stuff with her dead dad and not let her win you can't do it you, you can't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would think oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it makes total sense for her to win but you know wwe they'll they'll get you well, what's most obvious i'm gonna see it's, it's obvious isn't it so we won't do it
0: well true uh, who are you going with though
1: yeah i i want to say natalia but or oh, who knows i do like the right squad i think they're fun um but yeah they need to ruby Wright needs to get a comeuppance in this one i think
0: uh i worry man i really worry yeah. uh buddy murphy versus cedric alexander for the cruiserweight championship it kind of falls into that smack down well, it doesn't really matter they're both great they can both carry the division as they are um i i keep it on buddy murphy because why not but again I'm not that overly invested in the Cruiserweight division. I know that's bad, but it's true. I'm not. There's only 70 hours in a day.
1: There's there's something going on with that Cruiserweight division at the moment because obviously they're letting the Lucha Lucha House Party do their uh, matches with the Revival. So they're not necessarily just doing the Cruiserweight stuff. And the same with uh, Mustafa Ali on um, SmackDown this week. He's obviously wrestling Daniel Bryan. So I don't know what they're they're quite doing with the, the, the 205 guys at the moment because they're letting them do things with... Sort of I say main roster talent, they are main roster, but you know, the, the, the established guys. So, yeah, and it, it was interesting at the last show, um, Survivor Series, wasn't it? Uh, where they had uh Buddy Murphy on the main show. I mean, that's unheard of to have the cruiserweight match on a on the actual full show, not the pre show. Um, So I don't know. I think there's some things going on with that that 205 division at the moment. It'd be interesting to see where things go after that. But I think he put on Buddy Murphy. I think he's a a good champion. And Cedric had it for a fair while anyway.
0: Yeah. And and, and move Mustafa Ali to Raw Smackdown. He's great. He's absolutely great. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match <laughs> always makes me laugh. A chairs match, like <laughs> just use some chairs. I mean, I think I'm conflicted actually here as well because I think Ray has to win because his comeback at the moment has been a bit flat, mostly because he yeah. doesn't win any matches. But again, he was standing tall at the end of SmackDown. And if history has taught us anything, if you, you know, stand tall on the go home show, more often than not, you lose. Yeah, so I, I don't know.
1: I think Ray's one of these guys, um, other than that Royal Rumble where he wasn't Daniel Bryan. The the crowd are always behind him. Um, win, lose or draw, he's he's got the crowd support. So you know, a loss to Randy Orton isn't going to bury Rey Mysterio. But like you say, they they haven't really used him to his potential since he's come back. He's kind of come back and been beaten up a lot. He hasn't come back and been. Hey, I'm back. Look at all this cool stuff I can do. Um, he's
0: fallen right back into biggest little man territory. Yeah, they call him. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, yeah, I, I'd like to see Ray win it, and um, I can understand them having Orton win it, especially if they're sort of planning on. Uh, moving Orton into this program with AJ uh, yeah that changed my mind with that
0: I think you're right I think that that, that would make sense That's, that could, yeah uh,
1: who knows yeah it could go either way that one
0: yeah who knows and the one I think is the hardest I want it to be the main event I think it deserves to be the main event the first ever triple threat TLC women's match with the Smackdown title Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Oscar I, I feel like this is where WWE is going to piss loads of people off. I think it's going to be Charlotte versus Ronda at Mania. I think Oscar's been included in this match to get Becky Lynch away from all of that. I think Charlotte's going to win. I know that makes even less sense because you thought, well, why would they give the title and then have Ronda versus, uh, you know, uh, Charlotte in a titles match? I, I can't explain it. I'm just going with my gut, and that's what my gut is telling me.
1: I can definitely see Becky... Not walking out with the title Um, I think it could go on either Charlotte or Asuka and my my theory was Becky will lose it and she's not pinned she's not submitted, she's lost it because it's a triple threat and it's a ladder match but then she goes on to win the Rumble and then she can challenge whichever champion she wants, she'll challenge Ronda, that was my theory but um, yeah I'd quite like to see Asuka win um, as I'm sure a lot of people would again she's been kind of wasted a bit since she's been on the main roster but that uh, her standing tall at the end of SmackDown was really cool. Just hitting Charlotte and Becky with those uh, kendo sticks was just really a really cool visual. Um, but yeah, I, I can see Becky walking out and not being champion after that. But yeah, probably Charlotte. But I would like to see Asuka.
0: Yeah, no, dude, I I wouldn't mind Asuka. Uh, I'd like Becky Lynch to retain, but I can't. Mm. I can't see it. It's yeah, gonna be, I think it's a good pay per view. I'm all right with it. I think it's going to be intriguing. And I look forward to watching it.
1: Yeah, I think when you run it down and you like we've just done there and go through all the matches, there's not really a, a terrible match. Maybe that the Bobby Lashley Elias is the is the worst of the bunch, but I still think that'll be entertaining. I think that'll have some some fun stuff to it.
0: I do I agree. I, I think it's all right. I really, really do. Uh, uh, so we will see. Uh, and amazingly, that's our hour. I just looked at the wow. clock and I was like, there we go. That's that quicker than I was expecting. I thought we'd have 10 minutes or something left. Um, well, look, before we do wrap up, dude, I want to promote something that we were chatting about because it's very cool to hear about. Obviously, the wrestling promotion stuff. But you've also got your own radio show, correct?
1: Yes. um, There's a a local community radio show. It's an internet station uh, where I live. It's called Puritans Radio. It's um, kind of done in conjunction with the Banbury United Football Club. Their nickname is the Puritans. That's where the name for the station comes from. But we have shows on there for all manner of things, not just the football. Um, I present a show every Sunday between six and eight o'clock called The Sunday Night Geek it's a bit like sunday night heat um <laughs> uh, where i talk about all things pop culture so whether it's comic books video games movies even a little bit of wrestling here and there um and i play lots of music that i like and hopefully everyone else likes so yeah if you've got um an internet radio or your tuning radio app on your phone uh search your puritans radio on a sunday night between six and eight o'clock you can hear me talk about all sort of things that i like
0: there you go <laughs> amazing and i think on twitter it's just at puritans radio right
1: uh, that's right, yeah.
0: And where, are you on Twitter? You don't have to check it out, but I always like to give people the opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's at Pitwar, P-I-T-W-A-R. Right,
0: Pitwar. And also, find me on Simon316. I am going to tweet out all this information about uh, Pete's radio show. And you should check it out. Because I told you to do so, and as we all know, I am the king. And no, that's the joke. I don't mean I don't mean mate. that at all. Well, dude, look, that was a great chat, man. I mean, amazing stuff that you've done with the British wrestling community too. So that is badass to say the least. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if nothing else, man, thanks for your time and thanks for your you know thanks for your support. It means the world to me. As a as pleasure. No, no, thank you. We'll have to get you back on as well when uh, yeah, Yeah, th- things are uh, the landscape will change drastically as it always does in WWE. Probably, <laughs> probably from January. Uh, yeah. But as always, you can catch all of this on YouTube too. Should you so wish, you just go to YouTube.com. For us, that's the Miller Report rules. Some people just like listening to their audio on YouTube. I got no problem with that. Again, on Twitter and Instagram at SimonMiller316. There's a Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You just search for that. Give us five stars on iTunes, because why the hell not? And if you can support it, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. It just makes doing this all the easier. Still, Pete, thanks again so much for your time. Uh, Thanks for having me. And we'll be back next week. We'll run down TLC. We'll look to Christmas. We'll look to the new year and try and figure. And also, I would say that we'll go through 2018 as well. I guess we'll have to do our best wrestling matches at some point. Won't that be a treat? Either way, I'll speak to you again soon.